Hello, I'm with um, Jay Frederick, um, previous tutor of mine, artist, painter. Um, yeah, it's really nice to have her on my podcast, um, self-titled The Rosanna G Podcast, because <laughs> it kind of makes sense. Um, first of all, um, what inspired you originally to get into art? That's my first question. Good morning, Rosanna. Thank you for asking me to do this. Um, well, I, I think I've really been interested in art my whole life. Since I was a little girl, I was always making things. And I first, when I was 12, I used to go on a Saturday morning. I used to walk up to the art college in Lincoln and do a Saturday class, which I did until I was 16 and then went to art college full time. So. As long as I can remember, really, I wanted to draw and paint. Oh, yeah. I think with me, definitely, I was, like, arty, creative at primary school and then at secondary school, I really put everything into my art GCSE and then, re- and then I kind of just knew that I really wanted to do art afterwards and that's why I went to Braintree College and then did art courses and then, yeah, finally did a degree because I was like... Well, I love it so much, and then obviously sculpture just kind of came into, came about, came through that, and um, yeah, definitely sculpture just paved my paved the way for me, and it was all about sculpture. So the idea of seeing something physical, three um, uh, D, and looking and seeing it from all angles, that's what excites me about sculpture. Um, because it's not flat, and for me, I find flat something completely flat just not as exciting. So yeah. Um, what was your? So you went on a degree. You did the de, did the, the the degree. I did. Um, what was your experience like? Did you was it? Did you learn a lot from it? Um, was it really insightful? Well, when I did my degree. Um, it, it seems quite a long way away now, but I remember the first thing I learned was how to be really independent because I had to work on my own most of the time, although I was in a very large studio with other um, students as well. Um, but we were pretty much left to our own devices. So I learned to be self-critical and to set lots of targets for myself and to work on my own, which looking back has set me up quite well for the future because now, as a, um, a practicing artist, I do work most of the time on my own. Yeah, so it obviously um, gave you a lot and um, helped you with your future work, um, painting, outside, um, when you finish. So. I think it did, and also the other thing that, that is really important, I think, is that it gave me... I hope this um, is a recording. <laughs> it's going weird. <laughs> it keeps going on and on. It gave me a really long um, period of time to play. It gave me permission to play and, and explore and make mistakes. And you know, yeah. you've been to art school. Yeah. Allow yourself to just explore and find out who you are. Work with a range of materials, scale, um, work with other people. It was just such a luxurious time, actually. Yeah, I think you get to learn what you like and want to continue with when you finish you get to explore 
that's what I did a lot. I explored a lot of different processes, like resin, metal, and um, silicon, clay, um, and then I really found out what I really liked. Um, and thanks to the technicians as well, like Martin and Richard, um, they helped me a lot exploring these different processes. Um, and obviously having you as a tutor and Claire as well, having, coming from that sculptural background kind of emphasised my love of sculpture as well. Um, when you've got a, a tutor that is, loves sculpture and makes sculpture, that kind of, and you love sculpture as well, it, it, it's great because it, it makes it even more stronger in your head that you love it. So. Um, it was beneficial to me personally having a, her because she was she loved sculpture so and when she gave us and when we had brink that kind of was quite exciting for me because i got to do a lot of sculptural um artwork um for that module so that really helped me a lot um and then throughout as well in the second year i got to you know do loads more and then make loads more artwork and like from my doll's house to my silicon uh, figure to my den um yeah I, I feel like i challenge myself a lot so that's important isn't it yeah and to have the time to do that kind yeah of challenging time as well because if you don't challenge yourself then i feel like you'd you might regret it like mm. you might think oh well, I could have done that and then I feel like I did a, I did everything that I could have so yeah I've rambled on damn it <laughs> sorry um what do you enjoy enjoy what do you enjoy most about painting gosh that's a really difficult question Rosanna <laughs> I just thought it was an interesting one because mm. um it can be a di it can mean any person who loves painting could answer it differently. Absolutely. Like with sculpture. Um, so. Well, painting particularly inspired me, even as a child, I think, because I love making images um, that create a sense of illusion. I love this idea of playing around with the picture plane, and maybe some parts of painting can be about creating a 3D space that you might be able to move into, whereas other parts of painting might just purely be about the joy of, of the material and seeing it sit on the surface and, and treating it like an elastic material and seeing what it will do. You know, I, I love looking at other painting and trying to work out how painters have done it. I find that really exciting and trying to find my own kind of way of manipulating this fabulous material yeah um yeah it's just so seductive and i look at painting all day long and see something new in it i yeah. can't stop doing it yeah that's the bottom line <laughs> a bit yeah. like you in your sculpture yeah it's just so ingrained in who i am i cannot stop painting yeah i think my mum's like that because she's a portrait artist and she loves she does painting and she um you know every day she's painting in the kitchen um, or, or she'll do, or at the minute she's doing a drawing. Um, so she'll she'll either be doing a drawing 
because um, that kind of helps her see what it trans comes out like as a painting or she might just do a drawing and then not do a painting of that so sometimes she's drawing uh, but most of the time she's painting um, and her drawings are just as good as her paintings like this one she did a Brad Pitt which was amazing so it was a big drawing it's amazing really good she got it framed it was incredible but yeah um, she would probably say, yeah, she, she, when I had her on, yeah, she talked about how much she loved it. So, yeah, mm. um, each their own, isn't it? Absolutely. And that's what makes art so varied and f flexible and amazing because you can, it, you, know, it's, it, you know, it's not the same for everyone. So That's what, the joy of it, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. And that's mm. what I love about it. Um, so you do have your own, you have your own studio space, don't I you? I do, yeah. Um, what is, um, actually, no, sorry about, um, fourth question, teaching, um, first, um, how did you, so you were pre your previous tutor at Culture Institute, how did that come about, how did that come about for you? Um, did, um... And what was that experience like as a tutor? Gosh, when I first started art college full time, I was 16. Yeah. And I'd only ever, like you, I'd only ever experienced school before that and didn't particularly like secondary school very much. Um, but once I got to art school, it was like I'd been allowed into this sort of new realm, really. I couldn't believe it. It was somewhere where I could be who I am. People were interested in what I was doing. Um, I was enabled to really push and develop my skills and learn to look at art and appreciate the world around me in a different way. We, you know, we were taught to look. Yeah. And uh, the course that I was actually on um, was led by a fantastic tutor and she really drummed home in all of us how important drawing was in its broadest sense. So that seed was cultivated quite early on and I remember feeling so inspired by my tutors and you know, mostly really the environment, this wonderful playful environment, um, that I thought this is what I want to do forever. I want to be in an art college yeah. because it's where I belong and I want to help other people yeah. feel like this too, yeah. if I can. So I knew when I finished my degree that I would potentially follow a teaching route. Yeah. I like the idea only of teaching in a college. I didn't want to teach in a school ever. So I went to do teacher training and I managed to get a placement which I was really thrilled about at Bourneville School of Art. Yeah. I worked with the foundation students on my course and then I decided to apply when I'd finished to work in an art college. And the job that I took yeah. was the one I got. Yeah. <laughs> and um, it just became, you know, my life. Yeah. And still is. Yeah. I just, yeah, I think I'm inspired in a way to become, to work with um, Knight Foundation students just because I was one and yeah. I feel like I could help. But the idea of doing 
another academic course just fills me with a little bit of dread <laughs> but um, at the minute just because of, it's, it's hard um, and I, you know doing the degree was hard and um, but yeah I, I do love the idea of working with foundation students that are just you know they're, they're coming of age they're like 18, 19 and you know they you know they're exploring and finding their their art niche and I know what they're going through so mm. I, could, I feel like I could help them and give advice and just to work at Culture Institute as well would be great as well it's such a creative atmosphere I, I love coming back to visit so it always I always get this thought in my head oh, I wish I could work here but yeah um <laughs> Well, you've been back yeah. a few times, haven't yeah. you, to talk to students yeah. and uh, help them and inspire them? Um, yeah, so maybe in the future I could, I, I could see myself working there um, and working with the foundation students because, I don't know, I just feel like I could help them. I know, what, as I said, I know what they're going through, so it's a future idea for me. Um, yes. Right. The studio space question now. Um, so you've got your own studio space. Um, how did so? Is that at home, or how did that come about, or and what what's it like having your own studio space, like to paint and get creative in? Well, um, you same as me. Yeah, I've always had a studio at college, so yeah. you've, you've got used to having this fabulous space where you can really stretch out and yeah. you know, really push yourself and, and create work um, on all sorts of scales. And when I finished college, it hit me quite hard actually, that I didn't have a studio space. I went back to my family home and you know I had to sort of do my best there. But once I came to live in Colchester, uh, I was quite lucky actually because Cuckoo Farm Studios were just starting out. They'd been going for about a year, year and a half, something like that. And um, and I remember asking my boss at the time, who was Keith Oldbarn, who was the head of art, the art school there. I asked Keith, you know, his advice, where can I go and work? And he said, well, they've just opened up these new exciting studios at Cuckoo Farm. So I went zooming over, got myself a studio, it was only small. I was absolutely thrilled with it, Rosanna. Yeah. And I remember it was very important to me because it still felt, although I was at work in the week, I could go in an evening or the weekend and I could go to work as an artist. Yeah. And I think that's something that I would encourage you to do as soon as you're able to. Yeah. When you've got your own space that's away from your home, if possible, it just means that you have to decide to go and yeah. spend a lot of time there and it, it psychologically yeah. it's separate that's what I really liked about um Koch Institute like having mm. a little studio space like that's why I tried to go there as much as I could even on day so we'd have like a main day with meet meetings and stuff but then on the other days when we could just when it was optional I always tried to go um go in because um I just loved being in that creative environment um, and obviously, yeah, having my the wall space, uh, like that was really good because 
I used to pack out my wall spaces. <laughs> I remember. Yeah. Um, I hated seeing white walls. I just loved it all just packed. Yeah. Um, I don't know, some people might find that a little bit intense, but for me, I found it exciting and inspiring to look at. So, for me, I, I liked I liked busyness and and that energy of so much on the wall um, and I found it I almost found it weird that other people just didn't want to not pack out their wall space and leave have white walls I was, I, I was like oh, I don't they want to pack out their wall space what, what's wrong like like why do you want to see just white <laughs> it's just like because yeah. for me I just can't I, you know I need colour I need like imagery on my wall I just can't stand just a white wall So I like the way you used the word energy then when you were talking about your space being filled because I think that's really important with the studio you know everybody has their own way of working and yeah. some people need a very quiet white empty space to, to create their work but I think you and I are similar in that you know, we want to create this sort of energy um, with imagery around us that we find inspiring. Um, perhaps you've got old work propped up so you can keep having a conversation with your older work. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, I think it's about keeping it live in there, really. Yeah, and I would update it. Um, so I'd take some imagery off, um, add some more imagery. So I'd have loads of postcards from exhibitions that I'd put up. The amount of blue tack left on those walls, <laughs> it, was a, it was always a pain, but... Um, and then I would sometimes go overboard on photocopying um, and just have too many and put more photocopies up and create some sort of um, layered collage, jigsaw puzzle imagery with uh, different parts of photo photocopied uh, different parts of the photocopies that I would have I would photocopy from um, so trying to create collages and um, different types of looks um, everything would be layered um, to make it sort of sculptural as it could be on a on a on a wall so yeah you developed yeah. a process didn't you actually a working process through that um, that studio wall yeah almost like a sketchbook didn't it for you um yeah because obviously i got into sketchbook well i i'd pack out my well i used to pack them out and then stops and then sort of would use them but the wall space was definitely a big part of me um and even in the little space that i'd have on foundation i used to use a lot oh, to fill that little wall space because we would get a, like a little corner on the foundation and then obviously I was able to get a bigger space on my degree and that was, that was really good, so. Um, um, with exhibitions, so you've had a few exhibitions, obviously. Um, what's it like having your work in an exhibition? Um, obviously I know now, because I've had, obviously, my den in this one, Lost in Wonderland, that we're both showing in, um, all-female show. But, um, I don't know, like, previous ones, what's it like? What, how would you describe it? I think each one is a different experience, really. 
because it, it very much depends upon the space in which your work is put, um, so the context for the work changes, whether it's been curated by you yourself or somebody else has taken full responsibility. That can be really interesting because you learn to see your work in a different way, in a different setting. Um, I would say that the more I've exhibited over the years, the, the more I've realised that once you've created your artwork and it's out there existing in the world, it is an object alone and it's no longer really anything to do with me. I've made it, but it exists as an independent thing, an autonomous yeah. thing in the world. And what's important then is the connection that the viewer has with it. Yeah. So it's like a triangle, I think, because... It's no longer yours. No. It's the audience's. Yes, yeah. it belongs to the audience in a way. So there's, that, there's three of us there. There's me, there's the work, and then there's the viewer. And I think that that's quite an interesting relationship to explore and reflect on. Yeah, I feel like my den is still mine now, even though I've really exhibited it. Mm. Um, and I will say to people, that's mine. When people like look at it, I could just, I'm, I don't know, I just, I have a quite strong, like, bond and love for it and, um, I'm, I need, I feel like I've got to have that ownership of it still. Yes, I understand. Because you take it, you take it apart, don't you? You take it back yeah. with you. Um, Would you sell it? Definitely not. <laughs> no, <laughs> I couldn't. Um, um, but maybe it's in the future I can make like little figures to sell. Mm -hmm. um, I wouldn't mind, but it's just I'm just so precious about my artwork, which is a, a downfall and a positive as well. So it's um, I'm torn between two two places. Um, well, you don't have to sell your work if you don't want to, do you? No, your, but it's. The idea of making money from your work that appeals to me as well. So it's like it's quite a it's a challenging one. Yeah, it's challenging, definitely. Um, okay. Um, what advice would you give to young adult students like wanting to do, say, a foundation course, or even then going on to do a degree? Um, I thought that was an interesting question. What advice would I give them? Uh, so these are people who've never been to art school? Yeah. That okay. want to either do a foundation course or then go and... Or even have done a foundation and then want to do, do the, the, the degree. Well, I would always fly the flag for foundation. Yeah, definitely. Because I think it's, as you know, yeah, it's the most amazing experience. And a national diploma is obviously the same level which you can do over two years so I would say if you have any creativity and you want to take it further and you really want to explore and find out who you are go and do a course at our college and try everything look at everything and completely consume yourself with art yeah everything 2d 3d time-based performative you know just expose yourself to all of it yeah and see what resonates with you and and follow your heart most importantly follow your heart and yeah never give up yeah i just think yeah as you said like explore 
explore your options. I mean, um, I definitely say if you want to do a degree, definitely do foundation first. Kind of, it kind of gives you a little inkling about of what being on a course is like, academic course. Um, and if you, and after that, if you still think you wanted to do a, a, a degree, then go for it. Um, I don't know if I would have been able to have been as successful on the degree if I hadn't done foundation. I think foundation definitely prepared me a lot. Um, so yeah, I definitely think you should, yeah. I think if you wanna just do a degree and just straight on, yeah, I just think definitely do foundation first. That would be my advice. If you're thinking of doing a degree, Think about doing foundation first. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's Good my advice. advice. <laughs> um, finally, last question. What art material, um, if you had to choose one um, that you couldn't live without? Oh, that's a cruel question. Because <laughs> I would say, like, a biro, red notebook. Because I'm always, I can always sketch. That, yeah, I'd probably say buy your own sketchbook. A buy your own sketchbook. <laughs> yeah, two things. Yeah. Can't we? It's like desert island is to this, isn't it? Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> it's quite because I want to when I interview when I try and get my friends that are in a band, I'm gonna ask them like the musical a musical version of it. Brilliant. So <laughs> instead of an art version, a musical version. Well, um, what would I want to take with me? As long as I could make marks. I'm not really worried what the medium is, and I need a okay. surface to work on, I think. But if I could choose luxuriously, I would probably say a nice stick of really soft, water-soluble graphite. Yeah. And some really nice, thick paper. And I'll be happy as Larry. Oh, thank you. <laughs> That's amazing. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure. Thanks, Rosie. Bye.